Welcome to day 320 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. We are in our journey through the book of Acts. And we just heard the, the incredible retelling of the Old Testament story into the new from Stephen right before um, Stephen is stoned. And, and so we left off yesterday um, with the stoning of Stephen. And there's one standing over the, that stoning in approval. And, and we encounter Saul, who will um, later become an important part of this story. Um, but we, we began the book of Acts with this these words from Jesus where he reminded the disciples to stay stay put until the Holy Spirit comes. But once the Holy Spirit comes, they will be his witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And up to this point, we've only seen um, work being done in Jerusalem. We've, we've seen the witness, um, the disciples living as witnesses in Jerusalem, but now the time has come, especially with this increased persecution and opposition where the church because of this persecution, begins to scatter. And as the church scatters, we're going to see them um, continue to be exactly what God said they would be, Jesus said they would be, that they're going to be his witnesses, not just in Jerusalem, but Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And so as we get to Acts chapter 8, where we're going to see the spreading of the gospel into to Judea, to Samaria, um, and then eventually to the ends of the earth, and we and will close with the famous story between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, but before Katie reads for us, um, I'll pray for us. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the faithful one who continues to to guide us and sustain us um, in the, the midst of success, the midst of persecution, the midst of just everyday life. Um, God, you remind us that you are faithful. And, and so as we read your word, um, would you remind us of the good news um, of the gospel? Would you remind us of... Um, all that we have in Christ Jesus. And, and Father, would you use your word continue, to continue to encourage us, shape us, and transform us as we live as your people. Father, keep us faithful. Would this time be an encouragement to us and glorifying to you? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 8 begins with the very end of the stoning of Stephen, and Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, 
because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness, and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a, heart, uh, such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Candake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What, what can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. What a great passage where we see the gospel going forth into all the nations. And, you know, the church is experiencing a great deal of persecution. You know, there, Saul is beginning to destroyed the church he's dragging people off putting men and women in prison and you just get the scene that you know if if there is ever a time to to be faithful you know and to be and to be reminded of the presence of god it's, it's in this moment for these believers and yet we know that the early church you know they were counting it you know joyfully they were mm -hmm. like responding rejoicing mm -hmm. that they were counted worthy mm -hmm. um, to suffer for his name and, and so we're seeing the the persecution of the church, we're seeing the rejoicing of the church, but we're also seeing this incredible um, kind of testimony and action from the from the disciples as they continue to live as faithful witnesses, you know, in the scattering. Mm -hmm. And so although they're being pushed out, they're being scattered, it has not escaped the hand of God. They're still under the providence of God and His sovereignty. And, 
And so as they go, they continue to preach the word. You know, but as y'all read this, what's some things that stand out? In Philip and Samaria, I just love how that one ends. You know, obviously we have the Acts 1-8, you know, you're going to be my witnesses. And mm-hmm. he, Jerusalem sounds really comfortable. You know, Judea, okay, interesting. Samaria, oh my <laughs> gosh. Those are the people we don't like. Those are the people that, you know, we're kind of enemies. I don't know if you knew that, God. <laughs> but then they get persecuted. Philip goes, and man, he's just faithful. He goes, he preaches the word. Um, and it's wherever they went, right? They, they weren't worried. And yet he goes, he preaches to these people, and there'd be so much kind of just healing that hopefully goes on. But I love how it ends, you know. So there was great joy in that city that when the gospel shows up, when Jesus' people show up, that the city did not like, and Jesus' people showed up, and man, everyone just you know, it got worse. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it could, right? But I have to think, you know, as the gospel's going forth and and we're proclaiming the gospel and we're living in light of the gospel and meeting needs and caring that there would be hopefully increased joy in mm-hmm. that city. I've always found a lot of comfort in that and a lot of hope and, and even some conviction in knowing is, is my presence within the city creating joy or hostility or mm-hmm. where am I in that? So Philip says it should lead to joy. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, just restoration, if you look at just the idea of restoration, that brings joy. And so as he is restoring people, as he is restoring creation, like there will be joy um, and praise God for that. I think a couple of things stick out to me in this chapter, which is Matt touched on. It's just the sovereignty of God. I mean, I'm just picturing being one of those people that is scattered because of persecution. It would be so easy to be, um, disheartened by that and like like we're being held back from um, being able to do what we what we're called to do but in reality it's God is accomplishing his purposes mm-hmm. through that so um, it just is a huge reminder to me like even if something doesn't necessarily feel like it's part of God's will it like God is God can use it yeah. um, so I think that was that was just such a cool thing to see. And then of course, like the, the story of Philip and the, and the eunuch is just always like mm-hmm. so encouraging. Oh, that's the passage you happen to be reading. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Come on. I know. How awesome is that? Like the spirit is at work. And I, I love that. I love the obedience of Philip um, and what the fruit that comes from his obedience and his willingness to just go mm-hmm. when the spirit leads him to go. Um, of course, I would love to see, what it looked like when the spirit took him away. (laughs) What did that look like? Is that like, poof, he's gone or. I think it's more like in the spirit said that you have other places to travel to. Okay. So you don't think he was. What says he he appeared and traveled about preaching the gospel. Yeah. yeah, But it doesn't say like spirit. He looked up, he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Just disappeared. But yeah. So I just, um, that passage that he was reading and I, and just thinking about the eunuch, how, um, He's not necessarily, right, the eunuchs weren't necessarily welcomed. They were not allowed in temple worship. Right, into temple worship. So in a lot of ways, he's an outsider. um, And this is a moment when an outsider is brought in. Well, and Isaiah talks about that in the coming days, in the Mm -hmm. Messianic days, when the Messiah comes, where he will be, you know, able to freely worship his God. And that's one of the things you have to love about this this chapter specifically is where we've seen hints of it along the way in, in Acts so far that when the Spirit comes, you know, you, you get tongues and, and everyone's speaking in, you know, these 
different languages and they're hearing it in their own language. But here we see the Holy Spirit coming upon the Samaritans, you know, and that would have been this kind of remarkable moment where, man, the same grace we've experienced, the same spirit who dwells in us, you know, as God's people and, and primarily at this point, Jewish people is now dwelling in the Samaritans and, you know, comes upon the Ethiopian eunuch. So we're, we're seeing the kind of multinational people of God, multi-ethnic people of God, as God's gospel continues to expand and go into other nations, you know, he, we see the gospel is good news for, for all people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're watching this unfold and, and it's, it's, it's powerful. You know, I think yeah. that's one of the things that we're reminded of is we're seeing not just the church doing incredible, incredible things, although they are, but that the message continues to go out in power as well, transforming people. And that same message that they're proclaiming is the message we proclaim today. Yeah. And we are the ends of the earth. Like we, I think as Americans, we tend to think that it starts with us (laughs) just because we're so selfish, but we, because the gospel reached the ends of the earth, we have received it. And um, that's just such a, an encouragement to me. Well, that's, reading for the week. We have some Psalms for the weekend and um, we look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. So as we look forward to Sunday, um, Katie, would you pray for us? Absolutely. Father, thank you for these words that we um, get the pleasure of reading. Um, We're reminded of these miracles that took place um, and God, the the fact that you are a sovereign God and that you accomplish your purposes through whatever means you want to accomplish them. So thank you that you um, have done these things. Thank you for the work that you continue to do in and through us. Um, would, would you continue to work in us, God? Um, would we be open to what you have to, to say to us and what you have to do in us? Um, God, you are good. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.